0: Hi everybody, and uh, welcome to the Sunday message for HT Online this week. Uh, It's uh, joining me in my house here, my little office at home, and I'm sure you guys are joining from uh, all across uh, many parts of the city. And a really big welcome, especially if you're new to HT, uh, you've not joined us before. It's uh, lovely to have you. My name's Stuart, I'm one of the associate vicars here. And obviously we are coming up to Easter soon, Um, we're really looking forward to our Good Friday service and also to our Easter Day uh, service, so look out for those. (laughs) But the thing I want to look at this morning is the topic of where, as Christians, we draw our strength and our comfort from. Where do we draw our strength and comfort from uh, during these difficult times? I don't know if you have heard... Uh, the widely told story of the Sheldonian Theatre in Oxford. Apparently when it was commissioned in 1664 by Bishop Gilbert, it was a quite outlandish design. Um, There was meant to be a huge uh, 70-foot span um, that the the roof was supposed to um, cover and they hadn't uh, built uh, a roof that big before that didn't need uh, big load-bearing columns down the centre of the theatre. But, of course, um, having big columns down the centre of the theatre would ruin the, uh, the mood. Um, so when they gave the design to Sir Christopher Wren, many of you will have heard of him, famous architect. Um, it was a big challenge, but uh, he, he, he leapt at it. And he came up with a, a brand new groundbreaking design for a roof that could hold its own weight and didn't need any load-bearing columns down the middle. The thing was though, uh, as the story is told, uh, Bishop Gilbert uh, lost his nerve at the last minute and he just didn't believe that the design could hold its own weight and so uh, because he paid for it all he demanded Wren add some load-bearing columns in uh, to support the roof. There was a lot of argument and complaint but eventually Wren agreed to put the columns in. Except he didn't because Uh, Many years later when uh, a restoration was done and they went up uh, they discovered that uh, the columns didn't go all the way up to the ceiling. Wren, knowing that his design was sound and would hold its own weight, had left a gap um, between the columns and the ceiling. Um, They they weren't required to hold up uh, the weight of the ceiling. Now I am informed that that Story is only half true even though I've heard it many times from many people um, but the image of those columns has really stuck with me over the last few weeks just thinking about it and speaking to a lot of uh, a lot of people a lot of you many of us at the moment have have, have a sense of uh, a great expectation on us to bear a lot of weight maybe it's the weight of uh, Uh, things in our own lives that are challenging us. Maybe it's the weight uh, of work, uh, whether it's going in um, to work in a hospital or caring for people, maybe it's uh, the weight of just totally reorganizing our work life or looking after family now that they're at home, Uh, or maybe it's the weight of of caring for others. We feel like there's the expectation that we need to be strong to carry the weight of others through this time. Whatever it is, we find the expectation to be load-bearing columns in our lives and yet we also feel a bit like frauds. Uh, we feel like those columns that um, we know we actually can't hold up the weight of what's uh, what's above us and we need help. Well today I want us to look at a passage in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 3 to 11 because in this little passage Paul talks exactly about this challenge, the challenge of bearing up under pressure, the challenge of where our strength and comfort comes from, the challenge of how we can be strong for other people. So if you've got a Bible, why don't you grab it now, I'm going to grab mine and find one, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and I'm just going to read for us and then I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to look at this together. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And he will deliver us again on him we have set our hope that we will continue that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many Lord we thank you for your word and we thank you for how it points us towards you and the strength you have and the comfort you have for us and we pray you would equip us to lean on you this morning. Amen. Well, this might surprise you, might not. But um, I used to be embarrassed of asking God for help. Maybe you've experienced this yourself. Um, when I didn't have this problem when I was a young or a new Christian. I think back then I just got that I... Uh, needed God's help, I was going to need his help uh, in lots of ways, and it was easy to come to him, but then as I uh, matured in my faith, or at least I thought I was maturing in my faith, I began to uh, become embarrassed about constantly needing to come back to God and ask for his help or his forgiveness or his comfort or encouragement. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking, I guess in, in the back of my mind every time I was coming to God I, I had this kind of sense of, Lord I, I'm really sorry I need to be back here again so soon, you know uh, you know, uh, if you could just help me out this w- once more and then uh, get me back on my feet and uh, and I'll, I'll sort myself out and I won't need, need to be back here anytime soon I guess I, I thought that the more mature I became as a Christian the less I would need to come to God for help but I've come to seem that I couldn't have had it more backwards I could have couldn't have had it more wrong and I hope that what we'll see this morning is that we never grow out of needing to come to our Father for strength and for comfort and encouragement and I want us to notice a few things to that effect in our passage today Um, I want us to notice a few things about the Apostle Paul because if you think about it we have to remember that Paul is pretty much one of the most uh, capable, one of the most mature, uh, one of the most no-nonsense Christians that you could ever find. Um, And so I found it really helpful to just notice a few things about what he says to the Corinthians here. First of all, I find it helpful to note that Paul knows what it's like to be under great pressure. Um, He says in verse 8, he says to them, Uh, I don't want you to be uninformed about the troubles that we experienced. He tells them about the very great pressure that he and his colleagues were under in Asia. He doesn't hide from them that um, following Jesus, the things that they've been going through have been uh, extremely hard. He knows what it's like. Another thing that we see here is that Paul, unlike we are so often, Paul is unembarrassed to admit to the Corinthians that all of this was way beyond his ability to to bear. he, he He's honest about the fact that he, he wasn't really coping under the pressures. He doesn't say to them, oh, it was really hard, it was really difficult, but actually I'm such a strong, mature Christian that I just sailed through it and I had peace the whole way through. No, he doesn't say that. He says, in fact, he's rather honest and he says, at times we felt completely overwhelmed. He, he uses that... Idea. He felt. He said, "It felt like we had been given the sentence of death. That feeling of being at the gallows, just waiting. Like this is it. This is over. We we haven't got anything more." And he's willing to be honest with the Corinthians about how that felt. But thirdly, I want us to notice that he's also not embarrassed to say to say to them several times that he has run to God for comfort and for strength, that he relies on God. He begins that way, doesn't he? In verse 3 he says, Praise be, praise be to the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our suffering. And later on in verse 9, after he's been talking about all that they've been going through, he says, this happened so that we would rely on God and not on ourselves and of course you know Paul in one sense was always reliant on God and we are always reliant on God and need his help even in the good times but I think what he's saying there is that it's in times of great pressure and trial um, like at the moment it's, t- it's in times like this, these then when we know really clearly that we can't carry this by our own weight that um, we realise afresh, we realise anew that we need God's help to carry this, that if if we're going to get through this, it's going to be God's strength. And maybe today we just need to be reminded, you just need to be reminded of God's invitation to lean on him. God invites us to lean into him and to draw on him. It's not weakness. It's not immaturity to come to God, even if it's hour after hour and say to him, I need your help. I need your comfort. I need your strength. Paul didn't feel like he needed to prove himself to God. He didn't feel like he needed to prove himself to others. For Paul, being a strong Christian didn't mean putting on a brave face. It meant letting God, letting Christ be his strength. And God loves it. I just want us to hear this God loves it when we lean on him because that's what he's like that's what our God is like and I've I've loved thinking about over the last few weeks the fact that um, Paul gives these names to our father to our God he calls him the father of compassion and the God of all comfort for Paul he's come to know God as this is who he is this is his character this is his Identity. He loves to hear us. He loves to meet us in our need. In Psalm 50, God says explicitly to us and to his people, Call on me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will honor me. Call on me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will honor me. This, Paul has discovered, is the Forever dynamic between God our Father and us his children. We are weak and he is strong. We cry out to him and he loves to meet our need. He doesn't resent it. He doesn't grow tired of it. He doesn't find it nagging. He loves it when we come to him. In fact, it brings him honour. Did you notice that? It brings him glory in our lives. It's our glory as his children to lean On him and it's his glory as our father to be seen to hold us up as we do and he will he will hold us and he will comfort us and I just want to say that this comfort is a completely different kind of comfort to the comfort that's available in the world and from other places it's not the comfort of stiff upper lip stoicism you know I will be strong I can make it through it just just keep going nor is it the comfort of naive optimism. Oh, it's it's all not as bad as we think, or burying our heads in the sand. No, it's the comfort that Paul says that that abounds in Christ. It's about Him. It's all about Him. Actually, it's the comfort of letting Christ bear the load rather than us, letting Him take the pressure of us off us. Just like those those columns I was talking about the Sheldonian theatre, um, we, we can stand um, in some sense because we know we don't actually have to bear the load above us. Something else, someone else, is really carrying the load. What does this um, comfort look like for Paul in practice? Well, he talks about a couple of things here. He talks about knowing Christ's presence with him, and he talks about knowing Christ's power with him in the midst of his suffering. First of all he talks about knowing uh, the presence of Christ in his suffering. He mentions in verse 5 that we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ. He talks about having a fellowship with Christ through the things that he and the Corinthian church are going through. And uh, you know the reason that we can say that Christ is sharing in our sufferings is because he chooses to share our sufferings. He chooses to make them his own. Uh, We are connected to him by his spirit. He uh, he is in us and we are in him. And he chooses to walk through these things with us. Um, We we know from his life that um, we are not free from suffering but we also know that he is with us in it. We know that we are connected to the one um, who knows what it's like. You know, he knows what it's like um, to be at the end of himself. He knows what it's like to literally feel the sentence of death over his life. He knows what it's like to say to our father, I'm empty. I haven't got anything left. I haven't got anything more to give. And he's the one who knows this and he is with us through it. And he's working Paul talks about Christ being at work in the midst of it, creating in us patient endurance. And um, I just want to ask, you know, have we we taken hold of this promise of God's presence in this time? Are Are we willing to draw near, give him the time to draw near to him? Have we sat with him? Have we asked him for his Holy Spirit afresh? Have we asked him for his comfort which he offers and given him the space? I know it's hard and and I have to say I have found it really really hard recently to find this peace and this presence with with Christ and with uh, his Spirit. I feel so distracted I feel so many pressures. I feel every time I try and pray a thousand things jump into my mind but it is worth it. You know one moment of knowing his love with us, one moment where he just is present with us um, is worth a thousand uh, a thousand moments of running around and problem solving and busyness busyness and trying to sort things out. And he offers, he invites us to come and 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 draw comfort from him. Will we come and do that at this time? Paul certainly draws comfort from fellowship with Christ in his suffering. But the second thing that Paul draws comfort from is. God's power in the midst of his trials, God's power in the midst of his suffering. Paul reminds us in verse 9 that the one that we rely on is the one who raised Christ from the dead. And that's a, a great link, isn't it, to Easter which is coming up next week. And of course it's a good reminder of the eternal hope that we have in Christ, that even if everything else falls away, we still have the ultimate hope uh, uh, of resurrection with Christ. But actually, Paul here points to something else. He points uh, as well to to the hope that this gives us in the present. He reminds us that the God that we pray to, the God who's present with us, as we've been talking about, is the one who is able to deliver us here and now. By the power that raised Christ from the dead, he's able to... Is able to heal, He is able to intervene, he's able to provide. This isn't just about mind over matter and actually although it is about this it is also about more than just peace and God's presence in the time of trouble. We Christians have a hope that nobody else does and it's not about our own strength it's about the power of God who is with us. We know the God who raised Christ from the dead. And so that's the second thing that we can draw on. And Paul talks here about prayer. He talks about helping one another in prayer, about calling on God to deliver through prayer. Are we taking hold of this hope that we have? We don't always know how and when God will deliver. We know that his presence will be with us through the tough times, but we also know that he can break in. And we are invited to call on his name we are invited to invite call on him to break into our situations and Paul draws great comfort from the fact that God is able to do this that is his hope he tells us and the final thing I want to end on and I want to remind us of is that it is this comfort that we receive from God it is this presence and power Of God that we have to offer other people in this time. Paul says in verse 4, maybe you noticed this, um, he says that God will comfort us so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. He will comfort us so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So, if this is us, if we know the pressure right now of feeling like we have to be strong to carry and support others, this is just such a good reminder. God doesn't expect us to do this out of our own resources only. He wants to fill us up with His strength and comfort so that we can bless others. And it's a reminder to me, it's a reminder maybe to us. Are we trying to pour out of empty vessels? Are we willing to come to him first, to first of all put time in with him, to rest, to receive, to let him reset our perspectives, let him speak, to let him comfort so that we have something to bring to others? (coughs) As Christians, we can feel great pressure to have the answers for people in this time. And we do have some answers. But I want to remind us that we don't need to be false columns for other people. We don't need to pretend that we're holding everything up. We don't need to pre- pretend we have all the answers. We can say to people, we can freely admit, just like Paul, is is happy to do here, that our own hope and comfort comes from God. That's where that's where our strength lies. We can say to people, I might not be able to carry you, but I can introduce you to the one who can. Like Peter and John, we can say to people, silver and gold, I have none. You know, I. I my stores of strength and comfort they're going to run out, but that which I do have, I give to you, the name of Jesus, we know the one, we know the God of compassion and of comfort, and we that is the offer that is the comfort we have to offer other people in this time. Let me pray for us as we finish, Lord, we thank you so much uh, that you Don't expect us to run on our own strength or rely on our own resources. I thank you that um, you just long to fill us and to comfort us. And Lord, would you help us to be quick to come to you, quick to draw on your presence, quick to hope in your power. And we pray that as people see that it is you, not us, in this time, that see your strength in our weakness, that you would. You'd have the honour, you'd have the glory. Help us to hold you out as the hope that people need in this time. Thank you for being with us today. Amen.